0: welcome to another podcast in the Ramsden and today I'm here with Matthew Glover. Welcome Matthew, good to have you here.
1: Thank you for
0: having me on your show. Awesome, awesome to have you here. So I I actually, when doing a bit of reading about you, learned that that a lot of things about you actually, that you're actually doing a lot more than I realized. You're the co-founder of Veganuary, which I I did know actually, so that's amazing, uh, of the yearly challenge that gets people to eat plant-based uh, for a month and encourages them to go vegan stay vegan after and that's been incredibly successful right how, how many people signed up just this year do you know do you have the numbers uh,
1: off the top of my head it was about six hundred and fifty thousand, six hundred and thirty <laughs> thousand, something like that it was a lot that's i insane. mean the funny thing is it, that's only people that sign up on the website we know right. that um it's a bit like dry january people do it but they don't necessarily register on a website to do it so we think that there's right. a bit of that going on. So it's difficult to know for sure. But yeah, yeah, it's been a quite a roller coaster ride over the last ten years doing that. It's
0: amazing. It's it's, it's insane numbers. I couldn't even it's just incredible success and and no, it's seriously kudos to that. We'll get into that as well. And um and obviously that this the the what got me on to you was uh, actually VFC, which you were also the co-founder for VFC Vegan Fried Chicken, the vegan chicken brand. Which yeah. I've, I've had, and 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 obviously, as everybody else who's ranting and raving about it, I'm one of them. It's amazing; <laughs> it's really, really good. And and uh, you're doing activism with with that company as well, which is something that I I I don't think is heard of for such a for such a popular um, company. I mean, you see some smaller food brands maybe doing a bit of activism, but yours is actually really big and successful. And you're doing activism, which I don't think you see a lot for obvious reasons. <laughs> it's the, you know, it's yeah, usually say- the best for business, right?
1: Yeah, look, we set the business up purely. I, you know, I don't have this massive desire for people to eat deep-fried textured wheat protein. I I, mm. I, I just want people to not eat chickens, um, so uh, or any animals for that matter. So um, yeah. that's yeah. why we set the business up. So it's difficult to hide that sort of mission, really, and uh, and we think that uh, it, it's important to tell the why as well as you know what it is we set to sell and. how we distribute
0: it i think it's amazing because because if i were to predict if i were to say whether that would do well or not if someone said to me hey we're going to put together a food company we're going to do this and we're going to be clear about the activism side i'd be like get ready to fail i'd say that's (laughs) never going to fly no (laughs) one's going to buy it they're going to feel too guilty and but um but yeah you you did it and it worked and now you've gone international too right yeah
1: i mean i would say 99 percent of food vegan food businesses are not talking about um the animals in the same way that we are but the the interesting thing is um when we've talked to buyers at at tesco and sainsbury's they like that about us because we're a little bit different and edgy and sassy and everything in compared you know we were a bit worried if we're rabbiting on about the animals all the time that tesco's are going to be like worried about that and not put us on the shelf but no quite the opposite Mm. It's, it's worked in our favor so far but yeah, we've not succeeded awesome. yet. We're only two years in. We've got a lot of work to do to be long-term successful. But so far, it's going quite well.
0: So it's, it's awesome. And it, and it tastes great as well. It's, it's really good. Thank you. Good stuff. I can't wait to get back to the UK and get some more of it. And uh, and the, then the, new, the thing I didn't know about you is that you're also the founder of Million Dollar Vegan, which I actually had no idea until until I was doing the research um, for this talk. And so I was really – that one's really surprised me because that, that's a big – that's a big organization. Like I I know loads about the organization, but I didn't know that you were behind it. So that's really cool. Um, (laughs) And for those that don't know a million dollar vegan, so I guess you call it a vegan education charity organization. Would that be the right way of describing it? So
1: it started off where we offered uh, a million dollars to uh, Pope Francis to go vegan for the period of Lent and that, that money would be donated to charity. Um, And uh, so that's where the million dollar bit comes from and the vegan challenge, if you like. Uh, We had no sort of anticipation that Pope Francis was actually gonna agree to this. Um, You know, you can't really buy world leaders in that way. But, um, you know, we felt that it was a great way to raise awareness about, particularly in that campaign, the environmental impacts of animal agriculture, because he'd written uh, previously his encyclical Laudato um, Si about um, uh, you know how as as Christians we, we should be um, you know looking after the planet around us and really talking about climate change and looking after other species on the planet and uh, as we know um, animal agriculture is uh, you know a leading cause of a lot of the problems so you know it seemed like a logical thing to go to the Pope, and say, well, look, Lent is a period of time where, you know, you, you would, uh, as, as Catholics and Christians, um, uh, uh, what's the term, uh, go without um, certain products, so, like fasting you know,
0: and,
1: yeah, yeah. so why not, uh, why not make it animal products, this is a real opportunity mm-hmm. for you to, to take leadership, so, um, but, you know, we got great deal of media attention from it, particularly in, latin america and mediterranean countries where pope francis is uh you know um well a hero to to many of those uh, those regions um not so much in the uk we tend to be a bit more secular in our outlook um so we didn't yeah. get uh, a great deal of attention over here but uh, yeah it it, uh, it raised a lot of uh, awareness and and uh, we had a challenge at the side of it with for people, even if Pope Francis wasn't going vegan, you can. That doesn't mean that you can give it a go. <laughs> for so, so we we did yeah. a lot of education. I, I'm not involved. I, I'm, I'm a. Uh, I think I'm technically president of Million Dollar Vegan, but I'm not involved in, okay. uh, on a day to day basis now. So sure. there's uh, Naomi Hallams. She, she's the CEO, and then there's a whole team that, okay. uh, that are running that organisation. Okay. I'm very good at starting things, David. Not necessarily but that good at carrying on with them, as you'll find out.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I particularly I liked that you guys also went after, or well, those guys went after um, Donald Trump as well. Not go after, but I liked it when they were they challenging yeah. him to. That was a good one as well. It's it's good to go. After these, I say go after, I don't, you know what I mean, right? I'm not meaning like take them down or something, but, but to put them on the spot, it's good because it it raises a lot of awareness. And he ended up saying some really stupid stuff, didn't he? He said like, if I went, yeah, he said something, what was it? Like if I went,
1: yeah. So we found out afterwards that the press secretary had mentioned it to Donald Trump when he was Mm. president and he said um, something along the lines of, I don't want to lose any more brain cells or something like that, which, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to comment politically on that, but um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's I thought it was like ironic,
0: exactly. Yeah, I think. Well, I think. I mean, obviously, we don't we don't know the tone of it, right? It could have been that he was mocking himself, that like I don't have brain cells to lose, or it could have been that he genuinely thinks that eating a plant based diet is going to make him dumb. Like, I, I don't know which it was. Could have been yeah. a bit of both, but either way, it's it's cool that he actually acknowledged it. That's the point, isn't it? That gets the media talking. Oh, Donald Trump will go vegan. Yeah, that's the point of it, right? The point is we that he a, actually acknowledged it.
1: We got a lot a lot of criticism for that campaign from people within the, the movement, I know, yeah, uh, yeah. which is I, I, I get it, I understand it. Um, I think on the flip side, uh, you know, we were the the focus was to try and engage with a, a more of a conservative. Um, you know uh, socially um, sort of conservative right-wing audience which most of the vegan animal rights movement tend to avoid um, or certainly not effectively engaging with them so it was really an attempt to raise awareness you know we got on Fox News and and some of those titles as well Mm. I'm not saying we were hugely successful, but it was worth
0: a try. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're the ones. It, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of funny how the, this, this, we, we have this big stigma in, in animal rights, vegan circles of that. Just don't. These people are all evil. They can't be changed. And it's like, but actually, there's a lot of them. And and they're the toughest to change. And, and there's, there's a hell of a lot of them. People assume that they're only like small no, conservatives, just a small little minority. But they're not. There, there's a lot of these people that in fact let's i'd go as far as saying a good 95 percent of the of the population of the world is conservative when it comes to food right so oh, yeah. if you're not going to engage with people with conservative ideals then okay well what you are going to deal with that five percent of progressives and that's it because when it comes to food practically everyone's a conservative so you, you know you gotta gotta open I totally that up agree. right Th-
1: that being said i mean if we're just two percent of the audience uh, of the world at the moment that's Mm. vegan let's say at the moment and there's maybe another five percent or so that's vegetarian in certainly in western Mm. countries then does it make sense to get from two to three percent and then from three to four percent and how do you do that well the Mm. the you you target the demographics which are most likely to agree with you um so you know i think in terms of effective vegan advocacy there is a logic to um focusing more on um like-minded people um which would tend to be younger people more urban um Mm. more more likely to be women than men unfortunately um for um various reasons macho reasons yeah yeah (laughs) And, and i think also just you know that you, we we do, we do tend to have more success with people that are left leaning and and liberally minded, of course. So yeah, yeah so there is definitely. a logic to to focusing on on those. But in that particular campaign, we tried a different thing. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and we yeah, had some yeah. success, I would say.
0: Yeah, I think it was worth doing because at the end of the day, you still reached that same audience, the the liberal progressives yeah. through that campaign because they're still looking, and now they're all laughing at Trump. Well, that's great, yeah. isn't it? This, at the end of the day, it still worked out. Well,
1: people that um, don't like Trump might look at it and think, oh, okay, I'm a little bit more aligned to the vegans than I thought I was.
0: Absolutely. I'll do the so, opposite of whatever he does. He's not going vegan. Okay, I'm going vegan.
1: <laughs> it worked uh, out, we, I bet. We, we, had, we had that with Veganuary when Piers Morgan started attacking the Veganuary <laughs> campaign. We had people signing oh, up just because Piers Morgan didn't like Veganuary. So uh, Love that.
0: Love that. It's great how that works out, isn't it? People, people really hate him, but he, he, you know, he brings it on himself. I don't, I don't have any sympathy for him to be honest. And when I was doing a bit of reading, more reading about you, and I was surprised to see that you have about the most, let's say anti-vegan background possible, you know, from, from your family background, I mean, coming from that. So, so, I mean, tell us a bit about your kind of like your, your, your family background. History, which, which uh, I, I won't tell them for you. You could tell us about yeah, it. And how, sure. how did you go from that to, to, to veganism and now doing all this amazing work?
1: So on my mother's side, um, uh, her her father and brother, so my uncle and granddad, uh, were meat traders. So I spent um, uh, part of my sort of childhood, those formative years, in and around butchers' shops and slaughterhouses, Um so there was a particular slaughterhouse in Huddersfield, which is no longer there. It's a the next um, shop at the moment uh, now right. in good. that location. But, um, yeah, I, I remember as a sort of a, a, a young child walking around and seeing carcasses, you know, of, of animals right. hung up and uh, uh people in rows, you know, chopping these these bodies, you know, into to pieces, you know, and um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember feeling overly um, upset by it. It was just the way it was. That was what, you know, the family business was. Um, yeah. Although I did get an understanding from a very early age that the meat that was on my plate or in a packet in the fridge had come from an animal origin which i think a lot of children these days don't necessarily make that connection so quickly no, um no. and I, I think uh as a child i'd never really um i didn't particularly enjoy eating meat i would be one of those weird kids that ate the vegetables first and put the meat to one side and um, i understand david you were a vegetarian being brought up vegetarian which i'm very jealous of um <laughs> but uh no for me it was with it being the family business you know you've really got to eat your meat, really. So. Um, and then, but I've always felt really uncomfortable about it. I never really enjoyed eating anything, um, with lots of fat or gristle, you know. So it would be, you know, I think a lot as a lot of people are, um, the chicken nuggets and the you know, chicken breast was easier to eat because it didn't have, didn't remind me so much of an animal. Um, I, I couldn't have eaten a pork chop or anything like that, it was that was too, right. uh, too much of a reminder. Um, and then. At the age of 28, I don't know something. There wasn't. It wasn't that I watched a video or um, particularly there was anything that um, I didn't read a book. I didn't talk to anybody. I just, for some reason, I just thought I, I just don't. I'm not enjoying eating meat anymore, and I, I just don't feel that this is the sort of person that I want to be that eats meat. So I just stopped eating meat and became vegetarian. Mm-hmm. But course when you go vegetarian you eat more dairy and eggs than probably what you did previously because you substitute yeah. like instead of having a ham sandwich you have cheese sandwich or an egg mayonnaise sandwich so i went through 10 years as, as a vegetarian especially um, back
0: I mean, when what year was that then would you say when, when you i don't know how old you are when Yeah, you so i'm
1: 50 now so uh okay. this was 11 just over 11 years ago that i i i went vegan um so, so when, when did was,
0: you go veggie i mean sorry
1: That would have been two years ago, so about 2000.
0: Okay, because I'm what I was saying was like back then, especially the the vegan stuff was just not around, so so you were definitely eating more dairy, definitely more eggs, you know, as I was growing up vegetarian. Because it's you know, it's there's no, it's it's either that or nothing when you're out and about, right? Um, Because we didn't have the knowledge and the, the products weren't very good, so yeah, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. I
1: remember. So we, I used to go to a local sandwich shop in Wakefield. So the, the, at the time, um, in my sort of 30s, I was running a double glazing company. That was, that was my world. Um, and uh, we were manufacturing UPVC windows and doors. Mm. And for lunch, I'd nip around to the local sandwich shop and stand in the queue. And everybody around me was getting bacon sandwiches and ham set beef, all that and i was the guy that was always ordering egg mayo or cheese um so the a yeah, vegetarian onion. back then um and, and that right. was a do you know what i mean um yeah in, yeah. in, that, in that location but um,
0: trust me i i know me <laughs> my entire childhood I, you know was always being the weird one i 100% yeah. feel that yeah even veggie yeah. was the weirdest thing back then yeah
1: yeah so i le- 11 years ago i then i um, I stumbled across this video and it was called um, the video the meat industry doesn't want you to see. And it was, uh, I I was was starting to pay a lot more attention to environmental issues and climate change and reading about it and um, Mm -hmm. trying to make my window company a little bit more environmentally friendly, that type of thing. And then um, watched this video and uh, it's only five minutes long and it was fronted by Paul McCartney and it was a website called meat.org. If you ever go and have a look at that, it's still there. Bit of an okay. old video now, but I watched this video and uh, it had scenes of cruelty in the egg and the dairy industry that I just hadn't even, you know, I'm a 38 year old guy and I've never really thought about any of that at all, mm. and uh, it just hit me um, so hard. And um, overnight, I, I realised I had to be vegan, even though I didn't know what veganism was or anything. Uh, I was never been an animal rights person. I'd still used to go to the horse races. I would have leather seats in my car, I'd wear leather shoes and leather belts and all that type of stuff. Um, I was just somebody that didn't eat meat. Um, and then that video just sent me on a voyage of discovery really and started uh, learning about speciesism and animal rights. Um, within about a year, um, I found out that there was a movie called Speciesism, the movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Mark DeVries is yeah. the director of it. And um, I'd started donating to various different causes, and I'd sent some money to Mark to, towards his project. And he said, hey, Matthew, he said, um, you know, we're, we're launching the um, – we've got the premiere of the movie, and it's in Washington, D.C. at the Animal Rights Conference – and I was like, "There's an animal rights conference? Wow! Um, I need to go to that." So you know, I booked flights to Washington DC and turned up. This guy running a double glazing company. Um, you know, I went in with a suit on and everything. I looked a bit odd, really. I was the only Brit. <laughs> I think I was the only. There's maybe one other Brit that was there out of a thousand people, so I stood out. Mm. And um, and I just just learned and just. Um, listened to everybody and just absorbed all this information and, and came back an animal rights activist um so that was really great that's, cr-
0: that's such a an incredible story to go from right to go from the start you know in a in a family of you know meat processing and seeing all of that through to through to going to an animal rights conference and starting <laughs> yeah, massive organizations making an impact on you know, millions of people in, mean, wow, what, what a story. It's it's incredible, man. It really is what you do with both Veganuary, a million dollar vegan. Uh, well, at least you're still inv- heavily involved with, with Veganuary, right? I've seen you do it interviews and stuff about that still, right? Yeah. So with, with Veganuary listening.
1: again, um, we've got, um, uh, a CEO, Rhea Rayberg. Um, okay. so she's, okay. she's based in Berlin. So she's the CEO, run, runs the organization. There's a senior management team as well. It, um okay. I'm very proud that it's a fully female led uh, senior leadership team there that runs it um and then myself, it also makes
0: sense considering what you said earlier about you know there are way more women in the well they a vegan yeah. right so it kind of makes sense doesn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah would, and there'll be more women in these positions yeah
1: yeah and and just um they get the heads down and, and do it rather than talking about it like me and you David <laughs> 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 fair enough. no i fair mean really, enough, it's really enough. impressive and the whole team are, are doing a superb job and um so me and and jane my wife we were the two co-founders mm-hmm. of Veganuary, and um she um uh the, the two of us sit on the board uh so i'm i'm mm-hmm. chair of the board and we've got seven other trustees okay. so we provide, um, I guess that sort of oversight and, um, charitable governance cause we're a UK registered charity now. So everything's got to be done, okay. um, you know, in compliance with the uh, UK charity law. So we, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, chair, chair the meetings and, and we go through everything. Um, but you know, from a, an operational day to day basis, then I'm not really that involved anymore. Um, I guess I'm a bit Fair more enough, ambassadorial, yeah. so you know, once you've, I mean, I was right. the guy that came up with the word veganuary. So I'm, I'm, and, and you know, in the early days, me and Jane were running it just as a hobby, if you like. You know, the profits that we were making yeah. from our window business was um, funding this sort of weird campaign that we had uh, idea, and um, right. you know, it was just the two of us to begin with, and then as it started to develop, you know, we started to um, grow up and and evolve as an organization and to try and get uh, Mm -hmm. funding from other sources and donations that would allow us then to take staff on. And then we try and get corporate sponsors to, uh, Mm -hmm. to to help. And obviously all those corporate sponsors um, uh, help fund it. And then we could take more staff off and just sort of grow, grow, grow the organization that way. What
0: I like about both of them um, is that they, they offer like an alternative to uh, they kind of, so they're, bo- they're both very family friendly. And I think, I think there's definitely a place for that a big place for that in, in trying to get people to go vegan, because obviously not everybody is up for like a hardcore debate and a fight. You know, some people just like, like they're just, you know, they've got a family to feed and, and both of the vegan, million dollar vegan have a, an approach that I would say is very suitable for people who are learning about this for the first time. It's, it's quite, it's very calm kind of messaging it's it's stern you know it's not like you're avoiding the topic but it's not like non-judgmental it's family friendly and that vibe is 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 like i said it's a necessary vibe um for a lot of people but vfc is a little <laughs> bit different right and um I'm, I'm wondering um is is this a was this a conscious decision to make vfc a bit more spicy and and you know because i've seen you roast in meat flakes which i don't know if you heard the term meat flake before but it's a do you know that, what a meat flake is?
1: No, I don't Oh,
0: Sorry, missed that one. So, so I didn't make it up, but I, I <laughs> thought I made it up. Somebody else, somebody else, I, I checked on Urban Dictionary after I thought I'd invented it. Somebody else bloody made it. I couldn't believe it. But basically, it's like snowflakes. We get called snowflakes, right? We, uh, I all I see. The time. Right. Yeah. Right. So there's a meat flake. It's. People who get offended by vegans, you could just say, yeah. "Hey, we should go vegan," and that's enough. They'll flip out, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys are roasting them on a pretty much consistent basis, They're using them as the basis for ads and reels and stuff. And it, it's such a different vibe to like Veganuary and Million Dollar Vegan. So, like, what's um was yeah, tell me the story behind that and who's 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 driven that decision and you know tells so how it came a, about.
1: We we have um so we call them cluckwits, um which is obviously yeah. a, a play on words. <laughs> the word normally begins with an F. Um, So basically the people that come and troll us and we get so many, I mean, it's unbelievable the amount of stick that we get online. Um, But rather than just hide the comments or delete them, which, you know, I guess probably some food brands do or or just ignore them. You know, we try and engage with them and and, uh, in in a sassy way. Um, and, And then, Once a month, we we do what's called Cluckwit of the month where we we share, you know, our favorites, um, uh, you know, their comment and our sort of sassy reply. So, um, yeah, we we like to have it. I mean, I've had people saying that we're bullying the the trolls, but, you know, (laughs) they started it, is my view.
0: (laughs) But the thing is, right, it's not like you're going personal or deep or anything like that you're just usually just commenting on what they've said and and there's no personal insults there there's no there's nothing about them as a person like what they look like or anything like that at all so i I don't see how that's bullying it's just it's banter (laughs) i I, I
1: agree no i agree and and it's so we've got a, a team but also i think my wife jane she's got a wicked sense of humor she really has and she's so good at this and um she tends to be like on an evening, you'll just see her on the phone and I'll be like, are you chatting with your mates again? Um, in other words, are you chatting with trolls on on, on social media? <laughs> I mean, she just sees it as a competition, really. How can she outwit these guys? You know, And they nearly right, always right. are guys, by the way. So it's at least 90% course, yeah. uh, uh, middle-aged white men from, you know, um, from the UK or southern states of the United States quite often right um but she's just got this great way with them so I, you know i think um whether or not we continue doing that longer term or whether we've got to grow up a little bit when we get a bit a bit bigger i don't know but at the moment we're having fun with it and i think we're sort of known for um not sort yeah of lying around and taking it as such
0: I'm, i love it i love it i'm a big fan of that and anyone who's watches my my videos knows that we we had a weekly thing called uh meat flakes of the week in a, okay. a weekly series that i was doing just finished season two of that now and yeah i did the same thing i i actually respond to them like just straight up like read the comment and say a response um so it's like a similar thing yeah so i, I when i saw you guys were doing that i was like oh hell yeah I love that. it's amazing <laughs> well and the yeah, funny thing
1: is, is it's not just the vegans that find it funny i think uh, i have so many friends that are not vegan that have said oh just absolutely love your your comebacks to to to, to those those folks so do you have a
0: favorite do you have one that stands out as like your favorite well, favorite comeback but your your favorite like cluck wit that you've seen
1: I don't know. We get a lot of people saying I'd rather eat. Um, So it could be, I'd I'd rather eat dog poo uh, covered in breadcrumbs or I'd rather eat glass, you know, um, that type of stuff. (laughs) To be honest... I, I want to put these on billboards because I think they'd be quite funny. Just like you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd rather eat dog poo wrapped in breadcrumbs on a big billboard in Shoreditch without product, no, no other, nothing else, just that. Um, right, but, right, uh, right, I'm right. That's pretty the good. The team.
0: I saw you did a great ad, and it was like someone's comment that said. Uh, you're never going to go anywhere. Your business is going to fail. You'll never get in supermarkets or something like that. And then it was like, boom, now available in Tesco. <laughs> it was such a good oh my God, I loved it. Yeah. it's so it's so good that that you've got a team who's watching for these comments and I, I i guess they bank them and they're like oh that'll be great for when we're releasing it in tesco that will be great for you know that's
1: that's exactly it so jane she you can hear her chuckling to herself sometimes she's she's come up with something funny, and then she screenshots it and she's got a whole library of of, of yeah. which, which then get put forward and we allow people to vote on the best cluckwit of you know for the cookware of the month so it's like a democratic process but yeah i mean that's just that's one great. part of what vfc is doing i mean we've, well, we've got a, a food truck so um you know we take that food truck out on the road we went to king's cross station and did a, a day there uh, a couple of months ago and we served mm. something like three thousand people free uh,
0: Amazing.
1: Uh, vegan fried chicken and i would say 90 8% of people love the product when they try it. We get such good feedback um, from it. A lot of people saying, you know, I just can't believe this isn't chicken. So, And that's what it is. It's, yeah. We're trying to produce products that um, are going to be as close as possible to, um, to to giving people that same sort of mouth feel and taste and texture that they're used mm. to with chicken so that it becomes an easy switch um, for right. people. So, yeah, we, we um, we've been trying to sort of cracked the United States as well. We were at the Natural Mm. Expo, uh, Natural Organic Expo West, uh, again, a couple of months ago. And Veg News were trying all the different vegan products. And out of um, 26 vegan chicken products, they ranked us number one. So we were really, really... Awesome. pleased with that because you've got some big competition over there there's a lot of money yeah. going into this space and like beyond me to brought a chicken product out there's there's quan trading over there as well for us to come out mm. as veg news's favorite vegan chicken product was 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 great so That's but awesome. we're still you know we're on version two at the minute and version mm-hmm. three should be coming out in the autumn which we think is an improvement on Uh, the current product and we're going to be like an iphone it's going to be there's going to be vfc version 9 at some point and version 13 Mm -hmm. um yeah i did
0: want to ask you about that actually about because because obviously i i don't know i've never tried fried chicken but but people who have eaten it say it is really really similar and some people can't even tell the difference like how what's the process of you checking that i mean because you've got to get the right texture the right taste like how how are you actually going about it like do you like, are you bringing people in and they and they try it and then they give you feedback? Like, what, what's what's the process to get it right? It was what I'm trying to get to. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we work with the co manufacturer that's got the um, all the technology. Um, the, the the team there have um, been working on plant based proteins for a number of years. So there's sort of proprietary technology there, and um, there's okay. a lot of um, expertise going into sort of textured wheat proteins, textured plant proteins generally whether it's mm. pea whether it's uh, soy um, so you know we, there's a lot of development work going in in the background we've now got head of uh, product development who um, joined us recently again we've spent the last five years working on plant proteins so there's a lot of science going on in the background to perfect what we're doing Um okay. we, we do panel it um, we paneled it with uh an audience of flexitarians in the uk um and then we, we take all of that data and compare it um and improve on it so it's difficult some people say oh it's not crunchy enough some people say it's too crunchy oh there's not enough salt in it some people say oh it's too much salt you know so you've got to try and work out and get the, the right balance but you yeah. know I'll, I'll be honest yeah. with you david we're not there yet it's not it's not okay. how it needs to be going forward. I think it's eighty percent there, and uh, a lot of people really do like it. But to really win over the majority, we've got we still got work to do. Not just us, all of the plant based companies that are out there.
0: I mean, there's always I guess there's always going to be room for for, for for improvements, right? But I, I personally I love it. But then again, I'm you can't use me as a as a you know to judge it on because I've never you know yeah. never eaten <laughs> fried chicken before. So it's it's, it's but but my review is still the still solid i still think it's great and i'm excited to try it at the camp out as well you, you're going to be with the um the van you just mentioned is going to be there right at the vegan camp out
1: the cluck truck we call it yes um the cluck truck it. <laughs> uh, yes we're, we're looking forward to uh to vegan camp out we tried we were we were supposed to be there last year and then um, the okay. truck just uh got delayed with Covid and Brexit and everything else, we, we, it just wasn't quite mm. ready, so um, we had to pull out at the last okay. minute. Um, so yeah, we're very excited about about being there this year. So the team, the team's all ready oh. to, um, to talk to our sort of core demographic, if you like. And uh, because yeah. we've been to, um, we went to the Download Festival recently. We've got um, oh really, yeah, a number of other festivals. Damn, as I well. bet
0: that was good, huh?
1: Yeah, no, actually, we were the i think by far the most visited of all of the food trucks there um you know the queue to to vfc was always a long queue of people wanting it it was a bit embarrassing really um for the other food vendors but um i mean it's just great you know that um that that vegan fried chicken is not just for vegans it's also for metalheads we've we've worked out
0: I mean I've I went to download a long time ago, but I and I worked there once as well. But I mean these festivals, even though things have like like we're, things are a lot different now than they were like whatever, 10, 15 years ago, but food vendors don't seem to change. They still stick to the same dirty, greasy, nasty food. So I mm-hmm. imagine when VFC pops up and uh, I bet your van's nice and clean and I bet, bet that it all looks good and it looks prim and proper. And it's also like you, people aren't worried about getting food poisoning cause it's not meat. It, <laughs> I mean, it's no wonder that you you got a queue constantly because this trust me these places there's like I've worked in them as I've been to them there's there's nothing <clears> even <throat> close to that so even as a full on meat eater they probably still don't want to eat the crap from those other places so yeah so w- that's why I said as soon as you said download I was like I bet you I was bet you smash it no doubt no doubt <laughs> yeah. for, that, for that reason alone you know
1: yeah yeah I, th- I think there's probably uh, my, my understanding is that there's probably a correlation between. People that go to Download Festival and people that are vegan as well—it's like a counter culture yeah. sort of, uh, sort of way of thinking. So uh, I would sure. imagine sure. that yeah. it's probably more than two percent of the Download visitors are vegan, anyway. So uh, we were really popular.
0: And so, speaking of camp out just on that for a second, because there's been a bit of a You know, I'm sure you've seen there's been a bit of a debate <laughs> around you it. And, ask and me about this. It's not that on. I'm not going to get into that actually, but it's more—it's <laughs> about you. It's about you. I'm right. not. Well, I'm not going to drag you into the drama, and, and you know, because it's it's that's a whole other thing. But there are vegans, and it's linked to this. There are a lot of vegans, and a lot of well, I don't even know a lot, okay, loud people um, who have a serious problem with what they call plant based capitalism, plant based consumerism. And it's kind of linked with the camp out because that's practically what it is. Let's be honest. It has activism stuff going on, which is fantastic, but its primary goal is to make money, right? And um, so, so I guess people could take that same stance with with VFC even though that's not all what you do which we're going to get to in a second the activism you do but but i mean how would you respond to to the kind of person who sees VFC or sees any other you know vegan meat alternative and says oh this is all capital we need to end capitalism this isn't we need this to stop this is part of the problem like wh- how do you respond to those people well I, if you've I've ever sympath- had to respond yeah to i mean i have yeah. sympathy
1: for it i mean mm-hmm. the, there's a lot of things that uh, that capitalism's getting wrong in society clearly um, you know, in terms of those uh, huge differentials between the rich and the poor. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I you know, I, I sort of agree with a lot of that. The, the reality is, mm. at the moment, though, we're in a, a particular system, and and I'm more focused on how do we get as many people within the current um, sort of system of of how we organise ourselves to to eat uh, plant based foods. So I'm. You know, it's it's not my job. I'm, I'm not a political person as such. I'm an animal rights person, mm-hmm. um, so I, I'm just doing my best as an individual to make the right the right yeah. calls. In terms of VFC, I, I can tell you that it's it's majority owned by Veg Capital, which is a VC fund that uh, I also founded, and that VC fund has um, uh, is committed to giving all of our profits to charity. Um, so from all of the investments that we've ever made. If any of those companies we make a profit on them, they will be given to effective um, animal protection organisations, to diet change uh, organisations, okay. to grassroots ac- vegan activism, to sanctuaries. This is where the money f- from Veg Capital will go, um, mm-hmm. and VFC is is our main investment. So, um, okay. you know, if you are buying from VFC. Um, I mean, we're not making profits yet. We're way we're way off making profits. But whenever we do, then that that profit will be, or a big chunk of it is going to be going to animal rights cause, uh, causes. And I see it as being this virtuous circle, if you like. You know, if people are buying products um, from us or Veg Capital portfolio companies, then you know a big chunk of that is going to then get reinvested in the movement, um, so that we can, um, we can increase the number of vegans, which then makes it so that there's more products, you know, there's more demand for the products and then we can get more shelf space, um, on supermarkets. I think I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a pragmatist with a bit of an extremist edge is the best way to describe where I have these, I have these extremist views, um, you know, where, you know, I want to, cluck the system, you know. But at the same time, yeah. I, 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 I realised that at the moment, Tesco's selling a lot of chicken. How can we display some of that chicken? To, you know, Sainsbury's True. is selling a lot of cheese. How do we get plant-based cheese in there? How do we get it into supermarkets and stuff? There's actually a, a, a video on YouTube, if you Google it, um, and it was why KFC, McDonald's, and Unilever are not the enemy. It's about 40 okay. minutes I, I gave the talk at V-Volution, this was prior to the pandemic, um, okay, and right. I argue a case for not boycotting um, organizations that are developing plant-based products and how okay. when you buy, um, you know, a, a, a vegan burger from McDonald's, it's actually a vote for a better world, um, and it's, okay. and you know... That's that's my perspective. So I'd recommend people go watch that video where you get a much fuller answer than the way I'm blabbering on about it at the moment. Sure, I'll, ch-
0: I'll check that out. I'll watch that actually because I've 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 had a personal change myself because of people like yourself who've, who've kind of convinced me of a different way of thinking and kind of pulled me out of a, this kind of ideological bubble because I think, I think a lot of people are radical for the sake of being radical and it's kind of like pointless radicalism, principled radicalism that has no outcomes. So what's the point holding a radical principle if it has actually no impact on anything? Like if, if, if a more pragmatic, uh, Prince, if a more pragmatic approach would change things for the better, but, a mm-hmm. but a radical one actually is probably neutral because nothing happens. You know, if you boycott KFC, or, uh, or don't buy the vegan burger at KFC, nothing happens, right? That's my point. It's like a neutral, but if you buy it, something happens. And if that something has a potential of being good, then what's the point in holding that principle of no kfc that that's you know it's uh, it's hard to be rational because we all know kfc is doing what it's doing which yeah. actually nicely leads us on to the next topic that we're going to talk about you, that you actually earlier we were talking about going after people but this time you actually did go after them and um, this is a, this is an example of you going after kfc as vfc which by the way is is that it, that takes some serious guts as a, as, a, as a company vegan fried chicken to go after and expose KFC. So please, I watched the video for those that haven't, I'll put a link in the description. You can see now, and I'll, I'll maybe put the thumbnail up on the screen. So you see which one to go watch, go watch it. Then come back here. Cause you need to see this. Um, so talk me through this. Cause this is, this is crazy. What you did. Um, so, the, so there was um, the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I, I said, talk, I, I said go ahead. Then I started talking. That <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Please <laughs> go ahead and tell us. <laughs>
1: No, i was as i was saying i'm the pragmatist but with this um extremist or probably a better word is radical sort of angle which is you you you, you mentioned as well but um mm. i think what happened with uh with that was we we have a vfc's got a bit of a whatsapp group the team and uh one of the team members had noticed um that kfc had put a a sponsored post out um with the uh, where they'd taken a YouTuber called Nico Omilana to um, uh, one of their sort of flagship farms. And uh, we watched the video and it was just so clearly a sugar-coated view of what factory farms are, are like. Um, so the birds were only about 15 days old. So the, the small, the cute looking at that point in time, mm you know, within these big sheds, you know, it looks like they've got a lot more space than what they do look like when they're thirty five days old, where they're all crammed together and they've got no room to move. Um, they'd cleared all of the dead bodies up, um, because there is a mortality rate in these factory farms of about five percent. So, you know, part of the farmers or farm workers' job is to clear all of the, the, the dead out and um so that had been done. They put new bedding down, and, and part of the filming, they were like scattering this um, uh, n- new sort of sawdust, uh, mm-hmm. or they called it straw. Um, you know, there was little clever things like Nico was filmed, and there was a wind turbine in the background, and you know, to sort of imply that this is somehow an eco farm. When we got to the actual farm, we found out that in actual fact. That wind turbine was on somebody else's farm. You know, very little clever little ways of sort of painting this picture. The farm was called a chicken whisperer. So we're looking at all this and we were just offended because I've been in so many uh, factory farms myself and I just know that they're just not like that. So we went on a sleuthing mission, really. How do we find out where this farm was? Googled, you know, the the name of the farmer. We, We looked into KFC supply chain. Um, Started looking on Google Earth at different uh, farms that looked like they had that same sort of, um, you know, positioning with the wind farm and all that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff in the background. So um, we found the farm, went in, did a recce on it, um, identified that it was, we were 100% convinced it's the same farm that KFC had filmed in. Um, And we decided to go back when birds were at around 35 days, so very close to the slaughter age. Um and we just sort of filmed it properly really, filmed the reality. Um mm-hmm. we filmed the, the wheelie bins, you know, that were piled up with with dead birds. We we filmed dead birds in um you know in the farm itself. We filmed birds that were struggling to stand up um and uh, you know, in distress. Um it was obviously um it's a trespass situation. Uh so the, there's a risk associated with it um, when you go into these factory farms it's a it's a civil offence rather than a criminal offence so it would take the farmer or, or the company to decide to take a, a civil action um, mm. uh, we didn't break in because there was an open door um, thankfully so we were able to just walk in and, and do the filming, mm. we do it in the middle of the night while the farmer and the farm workers are asleep um, yeah and we we basically then pieced our footage together with KFC's mm. footage to show this is what Nico was shown, and this is what we've seen. And, and we just flitted between the two in a video. And it's had 50, uh, at least 12 million views, so it went viral. It's the first time I've been viral, David. Um, but it really resonated with people, I think, because we called out KFC and, and because we were able to catch them out so clearly. um mm. exaggerating animal welfare um that you know it resonates
0: with people it's embarrassing for for nico as well because i mean this guy i've seen a few videos by this guy he seems like a nice enough guy but i mean there's 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 no way in hell he didn't have concerns when he went in that farm i mean i've been in these places the heat the smell you know the sound like it, it's it's yeah. so it's so jarring. There's no he must have had to really fight through that for the for the paycheck, you know. And it's it's embarrassing for him as well, isn't it? And, and I reckon it probably even got more viral because his fans were like, "What the? Heck? Look at the you know what he's promoting," and then look what look what the reality is. I'm sure a lot of his fans were disappointed with that as
1: well, you know. Well, he, what, he took with, the post um, down. You know, took oh, did the post he? Down. Yeah, yeah. His original post right. is now not on his on his feed. Um, you know, I. I uh, if Nico, by any chance, is watching this, I would love to go uh, back to another farm um, uh, without KFC uh, and Moy Park knowing about it and uh, film the reality of factory farms with him because he's got a big audience. I think he is a good guy, as you say. Um, but, um, you know he's he's a young guy and uh he's you know he's probably trying to monetize his platform and you know of course. if, yeah, if of a course. big blue chip company comes along and says we want to give you x amount of money i can understand it um but um yeah. it's still
0: pretty fresh do you, do you think there's a possibility of maybe million dollar vegan doing something with him like publicly doing a thing like hey we'll give x to ex-charity of, of your choice if you do this because because it's so fresh and because he has such a big audience. I mean maybe he would take it up to, to try and save face, you know? That's potential, right?
1: Yeah I thought of that, David, but it's a good idea. Yeah. I'll, I'll 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 take that uh, idea and speak to Naomi who runs Million Dollar Vegan and see what
0: she thinks. I reckon he'd go for it. But but um, amazing that you I, I that you didn't just set this up and you know send people in to go do this to go into this farm. You you went in yourself which as as i don't know if people watching this aren't aware but but founders of companies don't tend to do things like this you know it's usually someone further down the line which is fair enough you know because you're you're the head of the company it's it's not like you're expected to do something like this but it's still amazing that you went in there with your team and and you know you're the face of the of the video as well which it's a lot of pressure. I myself, David.
1: Uh, it's just like I was so incensed with what I'd seen and I just felt that, um, you know, I'm happy to do it and, and I'm happy to risk it. And, you know, th- there was a concern. In fact, we even started the video stating we might get sued by KFC for this. Yeah. Um, interestingly, we're probably two and a half months since the video was shared and there's been nothing from KFC. I mean on LinkedIn I, I tag I every post I put I tagged in KFC UK and Ireland into my post like sort of poking them a little bit um and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing, you know. And it's interesting that I think this is the attitude with a lot of uh companies like KFC and animal-based industries that they just hope it goes away. They just keep quiet. That's not
0: exactly you know, exactly. It, they know if they go down the legal route if they go down that legal route, they know what's going to happen because you're you're the master of this, not them, right? So they they go to, they go toe to toe with you. They're losing every time because they don't know how to handle you, but you know exactly how to handle them. So there's you know they could they could try and throw their weight around, but it will all end up in tears for them, guaranteed, right? That's what it is.
1: I'll be very very happy if KFC tries to sue us, David. Um, it would be great <laughs> yeah. news. So, but unfortunately, they haven't done so far. So. Um, so we keep on you know um if, yeah. if them or any other organization wants to um sugarcoat animal welfare then um watch out because not You'll just for what them. we're not vfc's doing but you know as activists generally we should be calling out these companies for doing that um mm-hmm. it, but it's one of those where you know i did finish that video off by stating look um you can still shop uh, you can still buy from kfc but they've got a vegan burger. Go and buy the vegan burger from KFC. You don't need to eat these animals, and that—that's my perspective. It's a little bit more nuanced. Um, but yeah. uh,
0: I found that to be actually a really interesting uh, closing statement because it's some—it's so unexpected, right? Because everyone's expecting you to say, you know, boycott KFC, but you actually said, hey, but you can still go, and that—that that I can imagine that also. Contributed to the virality of it because it's not like you're preaching from a what they people say preaching from a high horse, blah blah blah. You're not. You're not saying like I'm so much better than Cape. You're saying no, still go if you want. Just don't buy. Don't buy the food that you know that comes from all this. And I think that a lot of vegans are, I imagine, were very upset, but that's not for them anyway. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, You're not trying to impress the vegans. Yeah, I
1: don't spend a lot of time on social media, David, but I haven't noticed a great deal of criticism of me saying that. Okay. Um yeah. That's good.
0: That's good. That's good. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean I I, as someone who's (laughs) faced could be yeah, it could be. As someone who faces criticism from vegans practically every day, I would assume that they will they would be critical. But yeah, good that don't get in the comments, man. It's not even you know worth it to be honest with you. And it's good that most of your comments no, no. It's good that most of your comments do come from non-vegans though. So at least you, you hit the right demographic, but, um, vegan drama is definitely not the one, uh, I, I get too caught up in it. I'll be honest. Um, and I don't know if you have ever, ever do, I don't know if you ever pay attention to it, but, uh, it's probably better to avoid it. Yeah. The vegan drama.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I to, to be honest, I, my, I'm quite big on LinkedIn. Um, as okay. a, um, that's my main social media channel. So it tends to be a much oh, okay. friendlier, uh, sort of audience there. And what i can see um cool. i hardly nice. ever look at my facebook these days and i don't have an instagram account and twitter that's it's very smart anyway
0: <laughs> twitter yeah yeah <laughs> stay away from twitter that's the one that's the devil if there's any of them to never get it's twitter right 100 yeah. <laughs> <100%. laughs> so i guess what we've established from this from this talk is is that you've absolutely had your hands and have still got your hands in in many pies uh a lot of things going on you know activism um you know in terms of like plant-based alternatives uh some of the biggest organizations out there you've 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 started them up and and are still you know somewhat involved in them as well so so i'm gonna ask you a really tough question right you've got you've got i'd say three main types of organization here that you've directly started and and been involved in so you've got the vegan challenge you've got a vegan education charity and a vegan food brand and obviously i know they're not completely siloed and they, they overlap but let's just for the sake of this let's just put it there Um, here's a tough question from your personal experience. If you had to get rid of two of them, right, they have to go, which would you keep based on how effective it is at at bringing change? So which type, not necessarily the exact organizations, but the type of organization. I'm not saying like, Oh, get rid of million. I mean, like a vegan, like a vegan education. A vegan challenge or vegan food which would you say you would keep to try and make people change
1: do, oh, do i have to answer that one that's that's like <laughs> that's like that's like killing one of my babies do you know what i mean it's like because i you know i love them all you know um uh, i guess i just was, I was I, wanted to know which you think I, is, I mean, look, is, is I, working would, the best. Yeah, yeah yeah what I, what i would say is the thing that me and jane are most proud about is vegan and the impact that that okay. has had um, in, in society, but that doesn't mean that I want to lose the other things. <laughs> um, but, you know, beganuary is, I think, um, I mean, it's not perfect, um, but it's, it's mainstream. It's, um, you know, it's, I would say most people in the UK have heard of it. Uh, they might not mm-hmm. like it. Uh, they might not participate in it, but it's, it's cut through. Um, okay. So, you know, that, that's, um, that's something that, you know, we're, we're very proud of. Um, I, I think maybe, um, sort of without uh, sort of changing your question, I feel like there's the supply and demand, and that's what I've been doing. I've been working on the demand side of things, which is like Veganuary and Million Dollar Vegan, trying to create more vegans or trying to create more interest in plant based products. And then through Veg Capital and VFC, I've been working more on supplying the demand, um, and because there's no point people going vegan and then it's just too difficult for them so that they then go back Mm -hmm. to how they were. So trying to work on that. um, But the reality is the two sides of the coin, you need both really. And um, one of the things that I am a little bit worried about at the moment is that the movement has um, potentially like hit rocky times over the last 12, 18 months, certainly in the UK. It's like, uh, but I think it's, also globally we're just not getting there fast enough it's plateaued a bit if you look at google Mm. trends for the term vegan it's you know it's on a downwards trajectory at the moment um if if we look at um again i'm speaking more from the uk at the moment but if you look at um the categories of uh you know plant-based foods they're either not growing or they're not growing very fast or they're in slight decline now i know there was a bit of a covid thing that's could mitigate yeah. it but there does seem to be a bit of a, a slowdown in excitement around uh vegan plant-based so what does that mean is it means we've got to try a lot harder and we've got to be a lot more effective and uh, so i think that's you know my sort of immediate future is trying to balance both but probably I feel like I want to get a bit more involved in the why um, and uh, working on projects that um, continue to create more vegans if we can, or Mm -hmm. create more demand for for products um, as well as uh, trying to, investing in businesses that are helping on the supply side. I think um, that there is a, a challenge whereby the, the people are sort of open-minded to trying the products and then they try mm-hmm. them and they're just not quite good enough yet. Um,
0: right, right, okay.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I, okay. um, I think they're getting better all the time and we will get to a tipping point where uh, typically plant based products are going to be better than the equivalent. Um, but the feedback yeah. that we're getting from flexitarians non-vegans is that were just not quite there yet um okay, okay. particularly like cheese for example i mean there's some great cheese brands right. out there don't get me wrong but if you go to <laughs> tesco's and sainsbury's there isn't a great deal of options there and they're not quite they're not quite there on uh, typically um mm. as does like, cheddar
0: every yeah, time i come but, home i can't wait <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: But, you know, there's other products. A lot of the ice creams are really good, you know, so oh, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of difference between them. So we're getting there in certain areas. I mean, sure. Oatly with their, their milk brands, the milk products. Mm. I mean, we, uh, I've given Oatly Barista to my dad and he now prefers it. He's not vegan, but he prefers it to cow's milk. So I think I we're getting there on some of the products.
0: Yeah, I heard that a lot with Oatly. Yeah, I was just saying I, I, that's been um, something a lot of people have just completely switched to Oatly. So that, yeah. that aren't vegan. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. So, and that's so that's what, so that's your aim for the future then is to, is to yeah. So, so I, I guess part and part, you try to improve the products, part, try and get more involved on the ground. I'm excited to see what you come up with. I mean, you've got some incredible teams that you can go to to brainstorm and get stuff worked out i mean i'm i'm trying as well i'm trying to think of stuff but like hey i, I reckon you'll come up yeah. with it way faster with all these people working behind you so i'm excited to see what you come up with something yeah. new and special and that kicks things up again hopefully um we're all counting on you well
1: it's, <laughs> no it's, pressure. I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just one individual david it's it's a team effort i mean we do need to get on with each other a lot better we need to mm. uh, be nicer to each other we need to accept that there's different ways of uh of doing things and i think one thing that's clear is just because you're vegan doesn't necessarily mean that you're a a nice person you can be vegan and uh you know quite aggressive and and nasty to other people i mean it's it's a small proportion of vegans that are like that but there is a few around and you know they create all sorts of issues in the movement that's why i don't pay a lot of attention to it um uh, i try not to anyway try not to get involved but um, yeah, I mean, I I have been looking into what I think is the most effective forms of vegan advocacy and documentaries um, have been hugely influential um, on films generally. Um, so we, we need as a movement to uh, create more persuasive arguments and, and better mm-hmm. produced documentaries and films, get them into mainstream. Um, and uh, And hopefully that will switch more people uh social media generally it's difficult because a lot of the um platforms don't let you share graphic footage, you know, they they, they block yeah. it and what have you. So it's sometimes difficult to get that information out there, but um we should still keep looking for persuasive ways of sharing short videos that like like with me, it was, you know, it was a five minute video that switched me for the rest of my life, you know, and changed me. Mm. Um Word of Mm -hmm. mouth, you know, um, is is so important, um, and and just generally keep being nice and and being effective. And uh, I think there is probably a need. I'm talking to some people around better training for activists, so that they um,
0: oh, definitely, yeah,
1: you know, are are, um, being as effective as they possibly can. I haven't got the answers, but it's just intuition at the moment. Where so we're not. Annoying people, were actually persuading
0: people. Um, so, yeah. or annoying yeah. then persuading. Yeah. <laughs> 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 gotta catch their attention. You gotta annoy them first. Get their attention, then persuade. Yeah, definitely yeah. agree. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Been, it's been amazing to have you here. You you have got a lot of insight and and honest, quite frankly, an impressive resume of of you know everything you've been doing and and continuing to do. So it's 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 very cool to meet you and have you on. And I'm sure you've inspired a lot of people as well. And do you have anything? Is there anything I've missed that you would like you'd like to mention?
1: I don't think so, David. Thank you for what you're doing and uh, being a, a, a great ambassador and and uh, influencing people. I'm sure you've also created so many vegans through your work. So thank you and uh, and inspiring others to be um, to be active and to be persuasive and uh, you know, hopefully, might not happen in our lifetimes, but it's. Um, Uh, I think – what do they say about the arc of justice bends to the truth or whatever, but it's – I have a a better analogy, actually, which I've mentioned a couple of times before, but I I don't see my sort of role or or any of our roles as being like – we're not in a 100-metre race where we're going to see the finishing line in our lifetimes. I I see it as being more like a relay race, and we're probably – all of us at the moment, if, if we think that we're doing the second leg at the moment and we've got to hand the baton on to somebody else and they're gonna hand the baton on to somebody else. And then eventually, um, we'll get there um, in the future. Hundred
0: percent agree. Hundred mm-hmm. percent agree. I think we're building foundations that we're not gonna see the the fruit we're not gonna see the fruits of our labours at all, I don't think. We'll see little things, but yeah, we're building a foundation for somebody else to build something on it. And then or maybe they're yeah. just building a foundation on ours and you know it'll just keep on Eventually, yeah. there'll be something there, but I, I, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure we'll see it, but that's not a reason to not try and keep no, exactly, building for exactly. the next generations.
1: It yeah, yeah. could be a nuclear war or climate change uh, wrecks everything. But in the meantime, what do we do with our st- times? We've got you know, animals <laughs> are suffering. The world's yeah. going to pot, so we've got to do our best. That's, that's it, so keep at it.
0: You too, mate. I will see you at the camp out. Are you going yourself? Will you be there? Uh,
1: hope, hoping to, yeah. The team are definitely there, so um, please cool. please do go say hello. Awesome,
0: will do. Cool, All cheers. Right.
1: Thank you. Cheers.